You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Start of a new week. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Uh, Got nice, wonderful rain weather again. I mean, it, it seems like every time we come on here, it's like, it's raining cloudy it's raining it's the time of year it is the time of year. Yeah, it is as you can see i'm i've decided not to worry about the uh, the weather where i'm at yeah i'm uh, like you're at the beach yeah i've taken up residence uh just outside the uh i don't know where the hell i am i, I don't know it looked good yeah yeah it does look good that are you concerned uh with um the the rising sea level rising sea levels i, I yeah. you know what i knew you were going to ask that um <laughs> I'm really not all that concerned about it, uh, and neither is my neighbor, a uh, guy by the name of Obama. Maybe you've heard of him. Uh, he, he and the missus just bought a place right yeah. next door. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they don't seem to be concerned. And just down the road, there's another guy that's a famous guy uh, from America, uh, um, something Kerry. I can't think of his name. He's a climate czar. He, or he was, mm. yeah, something. Mm-hmm. John Kerry, that's mm-hmm. the one, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's bought a place just down the road here. So yeah, it's, um, they, they seem awful concerned, too. Uh, I, I think, at least in the mainstream, but on the side, they don't seem to be too worried about it. Well, they're taking up those places so that other people don't take them so that when it does start flooding, it'll be their property, right. not someone else's. So, so it's oh, I of, got it. So, of, right. Yeah. So they're on the front lines is what you're saying. Right. right. They're going to yeah, take the, the hit for everyone else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. All right. Well, speaking of being on the front lines, I guess let's start with Arizona. You heard about the audits. Yeah. It's a 17.5% discrepancy, and they've counted just a little under 20% of the ballots. And they're already at a 17.5% discrepancy. Expected. They they yeah. typically, for for the mail-in stuff, and I, I don't mean mail-in, I mean um, the um, absentees, they they have a discrepancy, a discrepancy of like 2 to 5% every year. Mail-in ballots, this is the first time anybody's done it. There should be discrepancies of at least 5%. And they had a discrepancy rate of like 0.2% or something crazy low. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. And then all the people that that didn't vote down ballot, they just voted for president and nothing yeah. else. Interesting how that, how that works. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually, I mean, when I go to vote uh, in the US, I, I always vote down ballot. Don't you? I, I've never really just sat there and looked and said, you know what? I'm just going to vote for... Uh, I'm just going to vote for the, the the presidency, and then I'm not going to worry about any of the rest of this stuff. I, I don't think I've ever done that. This never even crossed my mind. Now, you can tick a box. At least I don't know if you can do this in your state. I think you can do it in all states. You can tick a box that allows you to vote straight ticket. You can do that. You can vote all. Re- you can just fill in the box at the top, all Republican, all Democrat, and they will autofill the ballot for you. But that's not what I was would- done. I'd be too sketched to do that. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, because. Yeah. But that's not what yeah. they didn't even bother to do that. It was just president and nothing else. Yeah, that doesn't seem suspect or anything. Seems uh, legit to me. Yeah, it's real legit. So they've packed up all the stuff. They've moved everything to a secure place on sites. The arena is being used for high school graduation ceremonies and all the rest of it. And so they're, they're going to be rolling that equipment back out uh, to get started. But it's it's there. It's being monitored and all that stuff. So, I mean, there's nothing that's being messed with. However, there is a little bit of a problem when they did get a hold of those routers. They had some data deleted on them. Well, now, see, that right there is a little bit of a problem. That That's a little bit of a red flag. The Arizona Senate president claims the entire database was deleted from the election system. Huh. I thought that was supposed to be there for, you know, a few years. So all that data was deleted from those routers. Hmm. Well, now that's interesting. Arizona State Senate President Karen Fan wrote a letter stating that the election management systems database, which information was subject to a subpoena by the state Senate has been deleted. Well, that's not a problem. No, that's not a problem. She wrote a letter to Jack Sellers, the chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Oh, I'm sure that you got really far with that one, which reads, we have recently discovered that the entire database directory from the D drive of the machine EMS primary has been deleted. This removes election related details that appear to have been covered by the subpoena. 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Were we supposed to keep that? Were we supposed to keep that one? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just confidential yeah. information. Right. Yeah, it's confidential. Well, they didn't seem too concerned about the other information on those drives. I mean, after they deleted all that stuff and then they turned them over. This. Oh, that's here. Sorry. Here you go. Well, we, we know that all this stuff is is confidential because of the subpoena. We, we know this suggests that the main database for all election related data for the November 2020 general election has been removed. You don't say. Can you please advise as to why these folders were deleted and whether there are any backups that may contain deleted folders? Well, I can assure you, ma'am, that if there are backups that contain those deleted folders, those folders are going to get deleted themselves. Again, they've dubbed this group in the mainstream media as uh, cyber ninjas. That's what they're calling them, cyber ninjas. I think that started with Rachel Maddow. I think that's where it's the cyber ninjas. These are yeah. nothing but QAnon conspiracy theorists and, and right wing lunatics and nuts and uh, and cyber ninjas and, and people that are trying to overturn and discredit democracy. That's what they're trying to do. And I hope so, if that's the case. Huh. So you're saying the people that went and purged those routing systems are the cyber ninja conspiracy no, theorists? No, no, no. The people that are conducting the audit are cyber ninjas. Oh, oh. So, so the ones that are actually going in and finding that there's discrepancies and finding that this data is they're they're wrong to question them. It kind of seems like you've lost your narrative at this point. Now that there's so many discrepancies and the data has been purged. You no longer have a leg to stand on to say you guys are conspiracy theorists. This has vindicated them. This is kind of why I think that like they, they knew this was coming. That's yeah. why I think that we're seeing and being force fed a steady diet of Israel and Gaza. Now, I'm not saying that yeah. that's not a real problem. As a matter of fact, that's a problem that's been going back, I think we mentioned on the exclusive, around 4,000 plus years. I understand that there's a problem over there. I get it. But that's the Israelis' problem. That's not ours, at least not right now. Now, I understand we have a treaty with Israel and we are to defend them. I understand. And we will honor that treaty as we should. Although with this current administration, I'm not entirely sure. But nonetheless, I think that the media narrative is to distract you from seeing this. And on top of that, what's happening now? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The auditors guess where they're going next. Huh? Yeah, they're not going to New Hampshire. Not yet. They're going to. But guess where else? Guess, guess where they're going next? They're going to Georgia. Yeah, they're going to come on down to Georgia. That's where they're going to go. Yeah, they're going to go pay Stacey Abrams a visit down there. Because not only did she screw up the general election, oh, she screwed up those two Senate seats too. And when I say screwed up, she got caught. And that's going to all come out and that's going to get over to her. I tell you what, Stacey Abrams, she's a piece of work, that woman. She's good at what she does. I'll give her that. Albeit it's destructive, but she's really good at what she does. She's effective at getting things done. You can't deny that. I don't care what side of the political aisle you're on. She's very effective at getting things done. <laughs> but they're going down to Georgia. And uh, I th- I think they're going to be looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> not, to <laughs> not to cut on old Charlie Daniels there, but that may rest in peace. But um, I think that that's going to be their next stop. And oh boy, are they going to find a lot of messed up stuff down there. They're going to find a lot of stuff that's gone wrong down there. If you think Arizona was bad, that's just one county in Arizona they're going after. Can you imagine the whole state of Georgia turning that table over? And you know what? I think they need to go further than that. Arizona's just the start. Georgia's going to go. Pennsylvania's going to go. Minnesota's going to go. Michigan's going to go. New Hampshire's going to go. They're going to do all these. All of them. Wisconsin. Did I say Wisconsin? They're, they're going to do all these. And you know what? That's good. That's good. I, I like that because we got to figure out what happened on November 3rd before we do anything else. They're talking about an insurrection on January 6th. They're going to put a committee together like they did on 9-11. Okay. You're going to put a committee together like they did on 9-11. All right. That's fine. You're going to have your show pieces up there giving your usual Soviet propaganda and all the rest of it. Yeah. Talking about how this is the worst crisis since Pearl Harbor or whatever in the hell uh, Chuck Schumer said, that kind of stuff. That's the rhetoric you're going to hear. But if you start calling in witnesses and they start actually telling the truth about what happened on January 6th, you're going to look like a bunch of ass clowns. You can't censor them when it's on live TV if you want live inquisitions, unless you want to try and do it all behind closed doors. But then again, I mean, that's not going to fly. So it's just it's more of the, the, the same agenda to distract as to what's coming. I want audits. I want audits, not recounts. As an American citizen, as an American taxpayer, as an American voter, I want audits in all 50 states going back as far as necessary. I want to know 
who's supposed to be there and who's not. That's what I want to know. I don't care. Right, left. I, I could give a damn. I don't care about Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party, Libertarian, whatever. These people beat you over the head all day, every day. Democracy, 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 right? Isn't that what they say? Democracy? Yes, yes. Our democracy, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We're not a democracy, first and foremost. However, if you want to play that game, okay, I'll play. In order to have a democracy, you have to have free and fair elections, or you don't have a democracy. You don't claim to be a democracy when you're subverting democracy. It doesn't work like that, you fools. So we've got to figure out what happened on November 3rd. And going back even further than that, I, I want that whole can of worms opened up. I want that whole apple cart turned over. I want to know who's supposed to be there and who's not. That's what I want to know. I, I'm not even necessarily whether or not we, we prove who or who. Like when it comes down to it, auditing is great. But why don't we, I don't know, maybe like voter ID laws, putting in restrictions to where you have to verify the signature. You know, I mean, we could do little things now to just ensure that this doesn't happen again. No there's machines, no inconsistencies. No mail-ins. Yeah, I mean, absentees we can keep, but no mail-ins, n- none of the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, we, we should be able to put systems in place. Just having a voter ID system and then what was it? Um, North Carolina, I think it was, did voter ID and their voting, atten- uh, their voting attendance actually skyrocketed after they did that. So the, the, there's no reason not to really. Um, the arguments that they're saying, well, it's just um, they're, they're trying to disenfranchise voters and blah, 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 whatever. Who doesn't? When, when you hit 16... 16 and above, 18 and above, who doesn't have an ID? Uh, just, I, I might have to make a quick correction here because I just had that foot in mouth moment. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Apparently the, uh, the, the term cyber ninjas, that's not just a buzzword or a buzz term, whatever, you're, whatever. Apparently it's not what that is. This is an actual, can you look this up? A Florida based cybersecurity firm They're actually called the cyber ninjas. I thought it was a joke. Okay. Um, apparently it is. That's a legit that's thing. Man. Uh, I mean, they have a website and everything about them. Um, they have blog posts from 2015. Okay. 2014. All right. Now they have, now this is according to the Associated Press. So you know that this has got to be legit, right? They say that the security firm Cyber Ninjas has been contracted to oversee an unprecedented partisan review of the 2020 election in Arizona's largest county. They are conducting a hand recount of all 2.1 million ballots and looking into baseless conspiracy theories, suggesting that there were problems with the election, which have grown popular with supporters of former President Donald Trump. You know, I spent 30 minutes on a podcast last week criticizing President Trump. And, you know, I supported him. I didn't really like the guy. I don't like the uh, the New York businessman, brash politic kind of whatever. You know, I don't like that. That's that's not me. However, I looked at the two options we had and I took the better of two options. It didn't matter what you were going to get under Donald Trump, in my humble opinion, when you put one against the other. I, I don't like the fact that we have two choices, but nonetheless, that's what we had. But it didn't matter what you were going to get under Donald Trump because it would have been 120% more than what you would have had under Hillary Clinton in the correct direction that I believe is what should have been taken. As of a few days ago, and I, well, it, it last week, but then a few days ago, this came out. Last week, I said, Trump better knock it off. When I was criticizing him last week, I said, he better knock it off with this vaccine stuff or I'm out. He says he's going to make a comeback or something in 2024, whatever. I, I, I honestly, I don't care. Or if, if it turns out that he won this one, honestly, I don't care. This vaccine garbage from his standpoint, I'm getting sick of it. I understand that he's he's pro-vaccine or whatever you want to call it. I, I get it. I get it. I, I, hell, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't give a damn what Merriam-Webster's dictionary says that they had changed. I believe in the science of it. However, when you develop a vaccine, hell, GP will come on here. He'll tell you the same thing. These things are extremely delicate. You don't rush this stuff. You don't do that. Because you end up with damage, you end up with a lot of death, you end up with problems that you just can't fix with a couple of hundred thousand dollars in compensation. You're talking about lifelong damage to people. And you can't sue these idiots because for whatever reason, we've got a bunch of people that are owned lock, stock, and two smoking barrels by them up there on the hill that says you can't sue them. Trump comes out the other day, about two or three days ago, uh, just before the weekend started, and said, well, it was it was me that... They got the vaccine pushed and it wasn't Biden. It was my administration that did this when they said it couldn't be done. So instead of <laughs> instead of him retracting and saying, hey, I was misled on this, on what they were going to do with it. 
and, and they've brought out this this mRNA garbage that they could never bring to market before because it's killed all the animals in the trials. So they've never been able to get approved for human use. So they use fear to drive up hysteria to bring it in because everyone's scared to death and they're looking to just take the, the, the first thing that they think is going to fix it. So what does Trump do? He doubles down. He sticks with it rather than come out against it. And so, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't I don't give a damn who he endorses. I don't care about any of that stuff. Yes, I'm a make America great again person. Of course. Of course I want to make America great again. We shouldn't have lost it to begin with. Of course I'm an America first person. Does that mean I'm against all other nations? No. You have to be friendly with other nations. You have to trade with them. You have to have alliances. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you cut everyone else off and you're an isolationist. But I honestly don't care where Trump stands at this point. I don't care about any of this stuff about who he endorses or any of the rest of this crap. I'm done. I'm done. I get what he was trying to do. I understand. But you can't rush this kind of stuff because now, now what you've got, I'm not talking about all the lemmings out there that are doing their virtue signaling and, and doing their, their TikTok videos with their car, their vaccine cards or, or whatever, or running around wearing their masks or whatever stupid thing that is they're doing. I'm not talking about those idiots. That's low hanging fruit to the elites. That's what they are. Those are lemmings. They're, they're going to walk off the edge of a cliff if you tell them to because they think it's cool. But you've got decent, well-meaning people that are caught up in this, that think that they're doing the right thing by going out there and taking this thing, this experimental thing, and it's doing them harm. I, I'm seeing videos and, and reports and all kinds of stuff. You, like, wh Why do we have 15-year-old kids dying of heart attacks because of this? Why? Why, why do we have kids that are now being vaccinated with this when there's been no evidence, none, zero scientific evidence to show that kids have ever been a problem. You're doing irreparable damage to people's health because you think that you're doing the right thing. I'm not OK with that. Like I said, I don't care what those idiots do. I mean, those people that are out there that are lining up for this first and foremost, they're going to do it anyway. They're going headlong into it. But I got other people that I'm talking to that are intelligent people. I mean, intelligent people. And I get where you're coming from. Intelligence doesn't mean wisdom. I got it. I'm with that. But these are decent, well-meaning people that are now caught up in this. And they think they're doing the right thing. Not knowing what the long-term effects are going to be. What kind of a person would get on board with that, in my humble opinion? I can't support that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do that. When you start screwing with people's ability to naturally fight off infections, and you don't know what the long-term effects of this is going to be, and you're out there and you're claiming that that this is uh, because uh, you did some great thing about getting some uh, whatever put together. Have you seen the amount of propaganda behind this thing? You got Mayor de Blasio out there eating fries and burgers in press conferences saying, oh, this is this is what you get if you get vaccinated. The governor from my state, DeWine, what a disgusting piece of work that is out there offering college kids scholarships out there offering people lotteries. A million dollars, if your name's drawn, if you go out and get one of these things, you have to ask yourself, why? Why do they want, and when I say they, I'm talking about these government people and the media and all the rest of them. Why do they want people to take this so bad? They've already gotten all the low-hanging fruit. They don't have people like us. And it's not a matter of how much propaganda you throw at us at this point. Like I said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm anti-this, whatever in the hell this is. This isn't a vaccine. And I know what this thing has done in the trials. I've read the study. Bruce has read the study. I called GP this afternoon. He's sitting down looking into it. He didn't know all the details of it until I told him. And he said, oh, my God. And now he's going to sit down and look at it. He's going to be on later this week about it, hopefully. But I can't be on board with this anymore. I can't do it. I I'm still for we got to take our political system back. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm still for the whole uh, America first agenda. I got it. Because we've got to rebuild. We've got to rebuild. We've got to regain what we've lost due to sellouts and, and, and grifters and peddlers and swindlers. We've got to get all that stuff back. We've got to wrestle it back from those people that wrongfully stole it from us. But as far as this whole whatever, this whole, uh, this whole COVID thing, someone once told me that you cannot lose if you do not play. Well, they're playing a game. The elites, the puppet governments, the media all the rest of them. They're playing a game. They want you to play their game. Well, you can't lose if you don't play, can you? So I'm not going to play anymore. I don't care what Trump does. I don't care what he says. I don't care who he endorses. Any of it. I don't care. I, quite frankly, I never did. But I'm off the Trump train. To be fair, we uh, I wouldn't say we were on the Trump train necessarily. It was just we were supporting the president that was the good president that was actually yes. doing good for the country. Yes. Um, he did. He did a lot of things 
that I that I agreed with. But yeah. he did some he things did that some, I didn't agree uh, with. Exactly. Uh, and now, as you're saying, he, he's supporting the vaccines and everything, which basically he it, it's a real base emotion that he's showing, I would say. Biden is coming out and saying, oh, this is my work. This is my doing. Basically, my administration is doing this. And Trump is just trying to regain ground as a typical Republican, mind you. A typical Republican is not willing to go out and, and take the offensive. They're, they're always on defensive, it seems. And in this case, he's going out and, and on the defensive in this case. But this, this one aside, he's also supporting politicians that are just garbage. And yep. the whole reason he's supporting them is because they kissed up to him. They kissed the ring. And, and so he's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give you attention. And then the ones that actually have good policies, have good standards, morals, he's like, no, nah, they're failures. They're no good because they didn't support him. Well, Trump is all about the, uh, you know, he, he knows the people that have stood by him in the past and all that stuff. And that's commendable. That, that's respectable. I, I get that. He values loyalty. I get it. I get it. Sure. But at the same time, I think you have a lot of, how do I put it? Um, well, they're, they're politicians. They're all opportunists, aren't they? So I, I look at it as them playing political football with the Trump movement, with that, with the MAGA movement. That's what they'll do. Is And I think it's unfair to call it the Trump movement now because I think it's gone beyond that. But I, I think Trump was just a manifestation of people's anger is all it was. People, I think, are, the, the politicians that are doing that, they're getting on board writing that agenda. They don't believe in that stuff, in my humble opinion. I don't think they do. There are some that are in there that are fighting the good fight, like Senator Rand Paul. Who in the hell else is out there? What other senator is out there grilling Fauci? What other House member is out there grilling Fauci in that manner? Anybody? Who in the media is asking Fauci those kinds of questions? Anybody? Actually, there are a few other politicians. The problem is, is the media won't report on it. They're just reporting the the... I guess, best burns or whatnot uh, with Rand. I, I, I honestly, I don't even know why they're reporting on him, to be honest. It doesn't fit their narrative. So as far as I'm concerned, it, for example, uh, the, the bit I was going on with Trump and the, uh, Chip Roy is the, the recent one. Chip Roy has been outspoken on this stuff, on the lockdowns, on the, the vaccine stuff and uh, the election inconsistencies. He actually takes a more refined approach, I guess, to the um, uh, voter fraud stuff. He's basically just saying we didn't get to investigate it. That's his whole thing. He's like, I don't know if there was or there wasn't. We haven't been allowed to investigate it, which he's not. I mean, that honestly is a safe position to take. That That is a more just position to take, I should say, because there hasn't been investigations and our system is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. So in this scenario, we should be like, well, there wasn't, but there's signs it could have been. Let's investigate. But nobody's doing it. Nobody's willing to do it, except for a few, as we're seeing with Arizona and Georgia in the mm -hmm. future. Yeah. Well, no one wants to investigate it because no one wants to <laughs> no one wants to show what's under that ugly facade is what's going on. They don't want anything to change. They want everything to go back to business as usual. They want the Middle East in turmoil. They want the contractors making money. They want the oil deals. And they want the manufacturing deals with China. That's what they want. That's not up for debate. I, I know that that's kind of difficult for people to grasp, but uh, I think we're well past the time where you need to wake up and smell the coffee here. They don't want to do anything to disrupt that. Everybody's making money, except for we the people. Everybody's making money. Everybody's got their fat cat deals. Everyone's got their 401k. Of course, it's not going to be worth anything. They're going to tank all of it. I mean, if you think I'm joking, I'm not. When you hear the Klaus Schwab and company, when you hear them say, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it, that's not them asking. They're going to take everything you've got. Everything. Your home, your cars. Hell, by 2025, I don't even think you'd be able to own a car anymore. I think it'd be illegal in some places. They're already saying with the gas shortages that are happening because of the, uh, the, the pipeline, they're already saying, don't you wish you had an electric car? You wouldn't have been having these problems if you had an electric car. Was it the... Um uh, spokesperson uh, for for energy or whatever was saying that here recently. Mayor Pete came out. You know he's the transport uh, secretary yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. He came out and they were 
asking the reporters. They were asking him about uh, in the White House press room. They were asking him about the uh, uh, the number of Americans that have been affected by this gas shortage. And he says this gas shortage has, has affected people of all geographics and it's a problem. So uh-huh. he's playing identity politics right into the agenda of a gas shortage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to because no, clearly, you know, the the um, what is it? The uh, frontline and vulnerable communities are going to be the ones that are most impacted by mm. gas shortages. So we right. have to get everything green for their sake. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let's let's switch up a little bit here. So you got some companies that, of course, now that the CDC has updated their guidelines because I mean, we're we're following. We're follow- have you noticed that? We're not following. These people beat you over the head all day, every day about science-based, evidence-based, database, right? Those three things. Those are the buzzwords every day. Oh, we're following the science. We're following the data. We're following whatever. But they don't actually do that. Everything that we've known about medicine and science over the last, oh, I don't know, uh, two millennia has been thrown out the window. And all they do is cite the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, and the WHO. As though these are the new um, uh, high priests of whatever. Like they're not following any of that. Well, trust these people. Don't look at the science. Don't look at common sense. Don't trust these people. Right? Yeah. Science is not consensus, you idiots. Science is dynamic. It's always challenged. You dumbasses. Of course, they know that. They know that. Science has shown, according to these fools, that masks work. Right? There's no one Fauci's always say, yeah, we're, masks work. Yes. Yeah. Masks work. That's and what they've said for the last year. That's what they've said. Yeah, masks work. Well, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci took to the streets on a campaign to get people to wear masks. Now, a lot of people weren't wearing them, and he wasn't very happy about it. Let's take a listen to this. Okay, who's not wearing a mask? Who's up for the rest of us? Please, sir, put on a mask. It'll hide your cold sore. Listen, people, I didn't live through polio, the Spanish flu, and two just to get COVID from you freaks. Do us a favor. Wear a mask. Don't you want to live long enough to die from global warming? Hey, is that your boyfriend? No wonder you want to lose your sense of smell. I swear, the next person I see without a mask is getting hit with a handful of dives. Hey, where's Waldo? Where's your mask? Hey, hey, you on? I want you to wear a mask, but I'll settle for a shirt. If I put the word juicy on it, would you wear a mask then? Come on, don't I remind you of the grandpa you'll probably get killed? Put on a mask just to cover up those chins. Many of your heroes wear masks. Doctors, Batman, Leatherface, Michael Myers. Now tell your friend to put on a mask. I can smell his breath from here. Hey, Goofus, are you vaccinated? Dr. Frog, do it. You'll finally be able to eat bats again. Remember, And that was Dr. Anthony Fauci on the streets getting people to wear masks. That sounded very effective. Yes, I think I'm going to start wearing one now. (laughs) You have to admit the guy got the voice pretty much pretty much spot on. It's pretty close. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty close. Point being, masks don't work. They never have. Uh, It's not for that. The virus size and the mask themselves what they protect. I don't care if it's an N95. Hell, Mike's come on here and he's an air quality expert. That's what he does. Even the P100s with the canister, that's not going to stop it. The best HEPA filters that you put on your, your your air filtration system for your homes and your businesses, commercial use, private use, residential use, doesn't matter. It's not going to stop it. They're all about the same quality. Like a, a P100, a N95, and the HEPA filters, they're all the, the the greatest size and part or the smallest size and particles that they stop is the the 0.3 microns, whereas the virus mm-hmm. itself is 0.01. So, you know, we, we, we've gone over that one quite a bit. But isn't it interesting that if they're saying you're vaccinated, you, you don't have to wear a mask anymore? Doesn't that kind of mean that you shouldn't wear a mask in general anyway? Because it doesn't like they're admitting it doesn't work, basically. Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. Well, you heard Joe Biden. He said, uh, well, the choice is simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask forever. Those are your choices. Those that have been vaccinated, they've earned their rights back. Uh, I'm sorry. You don't earn your rights. You don't earn them from the government like you're a uh, you're a dog looking for a treat. That's not how this works. They think that you're so stupid as to believe that. Oh, you've done what we've told you to do. Oh, you've earned this a little bit. Sounds a little bit like the carrot and the stick. Isn't that what it sounds like? Oh, you got to offer him more carrots. That's what they said on uh, Chris Cuomo the other night. Oh, we got to offer him more carrots. We got to give him more carrots. What's it going to be? You know, 
when when Biden says get vaccinated or wear a mask, how much you want to bet the people that are not going to get vaccinated aren't going to wear a mask anyway? But regardless of that, regardless of the new uh, guidelines, of course, you still have to wear masks on airplanes, buses, trains, uh, all the stuff. They, they extended that all the way through September. And of course, you can bet when you get to September, all that's going to be extended again. In fact, did you know that the FAA now has to regulate the wearing of masks on all airlines? And it's not a, it's not a simple matter of wearing them just to get on the plane and all the rest of it. No, 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 no. Oh, you get to take it off when you're when you're eating or drinking. No, it actually says in the guidelines that you have to put it back on in between bites and drinks. It actually says that. Kind of interesting that people seem to have forgotten that our articles of foundation, right? The the declaration, all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator, certain inalienable rights. Endowed by their creator. That means your your rights are given by God, not the government, not some politician. Uh so I, I, you know, First and Second Amendment are there to ensure that you have the means to tell the government to stand down. Mm -hmm. Well, regardless of these these mandates and regardless of all that, you've got some businesses that are still going to require them anyway. Kroger being one of them, Kroger grocery stores, they will require them regardless of vaccination status. They don't care. Target, Starbucks and a few others. Uh, they're going to require them. And uh, just to keep people safe, I'm sure, as well as Home Depot, Publix and Dollar General will still require them. So, yeah, um, those are the list of companies I just named that you need to boycott. Mm -hmm. Business Insider reported on Friday that Macy's Target, oh, Macy's, yeah, Macy's Target, Starbucks, Kroger, Home Depot, Publix and Dollar General say that they will still mandate or make masks mandatory for shoppers and workers in their stores. I'd be finding a new job. Now, there are some companies that are evaluating whether or not they want to change their policies, but they haven't made any uh, uh, haven't made any mentions yet. Uh, but they're going to keep them in for the time being, but they are subject to change. And that's Walgreens, CVS, Gap, and uh, uh, Yulta. I, I don't know what that is. Ulta? I don't know. Ulta, yeah. Ulta. Never heard of it. I believe it's um, hair products, I believe. Hair products. On that right. line. Uh, the report follows CDC Director Rochelle Walensky's announcement regarding the easing of mask mandates. Well, thank you. Thank you, High Priestess. Th thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. What a loser this woman is. Walensky noted that the fully vaccinated people are still required to wear masks on modes of transportation such as airplanes, buses, and trains. Apparently, you idiots have no idea. I'm not talking about the ones that are in government. Those people are, I mean, they're idiots without saying. But the ones that are out there on the streets that are wearing masks that have been vaccinated, apparently, apparently you don't know how those things work. We've defied logic and science when it comes to vaccinations, even in this sense. When you get vaccinated, your body is to develop an immunity to whatever virus you are exposed to. Therefore, nothing should affect you, not even an unvaccinated person. So what are you so scared of? Doesn't play. Doesn't play. Well, it, it could be the India strain. Oh, God, that. Yes, they're going to have to reevaluate uh, the uh, the lockdown measures in, in England. Uh, they're probably going to have to close back down uh, because because of that that India variant. It's just it's shot up. It's exponential. It's everywhere. And they don't know what they're going to do, according to Boris Johnson. They had an emergency meeting the other day. Of course, everybody that was at that emergency meeting up to this point has been completely wrong about everything. But nonetheless, they've moved ahead. So they met. And Johnson made an announcement that they might have to look at the June 21st roadmap and, and change that just a little bit, you know, until just until this wave passes. Right. J just until because they know the lockdowns have been effective in fighting the virus. It wasn't the vaccines. Isn't that what he said? What wasn't the vaccines? Of course, they're showing now that the vaccines don't work against this variant. Oh, yeah. You thought that that was going to be the end of it. Yeah. You're just going to get vaccinated. It's going to it's going to end. No, no. Just just get the one vaccine that universally works against everything uh -huh. and make sure you have a, a booster every three months they're actually working and, on a universal coronavirus yeah. vaccine yeah honestly i i would expect them to uh work on a universal vaccine of some kind uh, mm -hmm. i mean if crispr tech is really that effective which by the way side note on the crispr tech this is something that i've not really mentioned much one of the things that is uh difficult with living organisms when you start changing the genetic code when you hit a certain threshold of how much uh, uh how many genes you've changed or how many you know um sequences or whatnot you kill the organism 100 percent of the time 
there, there's a certain threshold you you meet. And basically, it's uh, the equivalent of one. I think it's like uh, something like two million, two million or something. I don't remember the terms and the exact numbers and statistics on it. But basically, there's something like 27 million per chromosome or something like that. So you you do a percentage of a chromosome and it can actually kill the organism 100 percent of the time. So congrats. I mean, yeah, CRISPR tech sounds great and all, but there's there's a, a great risk in that. You can only do slight changes. Bruce, do you trust Dr. Anthony Fauci? I trust him to lie to me. So, okay. I mean, we heard him on the streets out there telling people the truth, giving it the good and plenty about uh, how masks work and how you should wear one. Whoever did that, they did a great job with it. Yeah, they did good. And there was, I know you can't see it, but they were in a Cadillac Escalade driving down the road. And it was a, <laughs> it was a Muppet version of Fauci with a uh-huh. megaphone. <laughs> this is hanging out the <laughs> That's All right. Uh, Dr. Peter Navarro, who was on the White House task force under Trump uh, as far as COVID and everything, it's, yeah, he, was, he was involved with that. So, I mean, he worked right up there with Fauci. And it was Fauci, Burks, and Pence that threw this guy out, that had him removed. And now, of course, all the links now are starting to come out of Fauci in this lab and his connections with EcoHealth and Peter Daszak and all the rest of it and his ties with Big Pharma and academia and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that's common. All that's common. Uh, And I tell you what, when this comes out, when all this dirty laundry finally comes out, do you know what this is going to do? This is going to upend the scientific community is what it's going to do. And I tell you what else it's going to do. It's going to discredit, especially these vaccine manufacturers that are pushing this crap. When all these chickens finally come home to roost or the cows come out to, you know, whatever, you know, when pigs come home, what, whatever you want to call it, whatever analogy you want to use. When all this comes out, oh, this is going to look bad. And when you start putting all this back on China, that's going to look even worse because that's going to open another can of worms of all the people that are involved with China, because the Chinese Communist Party, they are not going to go down alone and they are not going to go down quietly either. They're going to take all their Western counterparts that they did all their sweet fat cat deals with. They're going to take all them down, too. So that's the deal. That's the deal. So Dr. Peter Navarro has come up with (laughs) nine indisputable facts linking Fauci to the origin of COVID-19. Now, I haven't read any of these. I thought I would be just as surprised as any of the rest of them. I thought we'd go down these points for the last part of uh, what we're going to do here today and just discuss each point. And and uh, because, I mean, we, we've been talking about this this joker since last year. We figured out last year, we told you on this podcast last year that Fauci was funding those labs. It was a crazy right-wing conspiracy theory. It was dismissed by all the media outlets. Now it's everywhere. Now it's in the halls of Congress that he did this. So Dr. Navarro, and he's not wrong, man's not wrong, when he says the house that Fauci built, the Wuhan lab, right? That's the house that Fauci built. Of course, he wasn't alone, but he did that gain of function research. He had that gain of function research that he had funded transferred from the labs in the US, and they're still doing it in the labs in the US, but they had it moved to China and they started toying with things. They started messing around with viruses. Rand Paul was talking about how they were screwing around. I didn't even know it was this bad. Screwing around with a 15% mortality rate on viruses with gain-of-function research. Are you insane? Yeah. SARS virus, the original, they, back in 2000, May of 2003, the WHO said it was uh, more lethal than originally reported. So it was 13 to 15%. And then if you were over 65, it was 50%. Yeah. Well, the thing was about that one. That one didn't have the tailor-made gain of function like this one had. However, if they would have tied this gain of function onto that at the time, which they probably didn't have, took them another almost 20 years to get to that point. But if they would have tied this gain of function onto that, if they if they took that, that virus and meddled with it, because this is SARS-CoV-2, right? First one was SARS-CoV-1. We've got the research papers where they did the, where they did the, uh, vaccine development on that virus. There's almost a 90% similarity between SARS-1 and SARS-2. That's according to Dr. Michael Yaden, former vice president of Pfizer, chief scientific officer. The man knows what he's talking about. So if they brought it down a little bit in lethality, but they made it much more transmissible, it's the perfect kill shot to introduce into the world, isn't it? It opens Pandora's box. It allows them to use fear to divide and conquer and and to drive whatever agenda home they need and to take people's rights away. Because all you need to do, right, all you need to do is scare them. You know, Herman Goering, who was the 
head of the Luftwaffe under Hitler, under the Nazis. When he was put on trial in Nuremberg, I think I actually have the actual quote right here. When he was put on trial in Nuremberg, and I'd read this in, in several history books, but the quote here was expanded on, on what they did. They asked him how they were able to get the German people to go along with this, or to go along with that, rather. Their sick ideological rule. They asked him how they were able to get the German people to go along with it. Why didn't you have people fight back against that? Well, I mean, you had some, but why didn't you have doctors? Why didn't you have people in the scientific community? Why didn't they fight back on that? Why didn't you have the community or the uh, the, the, the populace? Why didn't you have a pushback on that? And Goering was asked that during the Nuremberg trials, and he answered this. I'm quoting here. He said, it is always a simple matter to drag the people along, whether it's a democracy, a fascist dictatorship, or a parliament, or a communist dictatorship, voice or no voice, the people can always be brought to the bidding of their leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them that they're being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to greater danger. It works the same in any country. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like what we've been following here in the West for the last year? Something along those lines. Oh, uh, those anti-vaxxers. Yeah, those are those are not people that are with you. Those are not there's not people that are doing it to protect everyone else. Those are not patriotic people. You should shame them. Yeah. So before I get too far off Mark here, let's continue on with Fauci. So again, nine points of how Fauci's connected to the Wuhan lab. Now he says, given the importance of this topic to understand the origins of the virus and the fact that Fauci's now lied before a congressional hearing, which he did, straight to Rand Paul's face, lied. Hell, I went right to the NIH's website and I, I pulled up from the director's page about how they lifted the funding. They, they lifted yeah. the pause on funding right from their own website. It's right there. And it's signed by Francis Collins, Fauci's boss. And that money got funneled to NGOs through Fauci. That's not debatable. I, I, I almost kind of want to think, OK, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit conspiratorial. Maybe we're looking and connecting that dot to that. No, that's indisputable. So anyway, he says it's worth going over a case that rests on nine indisputable facts about Fauci. In some cases, the evidence for Fauci's role in the creation of the virus even comes directly from the National Institutes of Health websites, which is exactly what I pulled up. I thought, I'm just going to go right over to their website because that's that wasn't where we found it in the first place. We actually found it in the uh, uh, in the scientific publications that they did that. But it's even worse. It's actually on the NIH's website that they did it. And it's just, it's right out there in the open, but you know, nobody cares. You know, is that new series starting on Netflix tonight? Yeah, nobody cares. They're not even attempting to hide it from you. No. They're like if, if this were like a, uh, the mafia or, or some other crime syndicate, you would think they would at least have better accountants to uh, cover up their paper trail, you know, where their money's all going, they do. shell corporations they and do. all that kind of stuff. And they do. Yeah, those, but these guys are just doing it right there in the open. They're just, they're just Flaunting it in, in front of you, either out of arrogance or uh, knowledge that you won't do anything. And what are you going to do? You know, I, I said in a long rant a couple of weeks ago, I said, I wish that I had cases that were this easy when I would work criminal investigations against organized crime groups. I wish that I had this kind of this kind of slam dunk case to just take to whatever uh, state or federal prosecutor and say, here you go. Here's the whole thing. Let's do what we need to do. Let's get typing. Let's get our warrants. Let's get our subpoenas. Let's do it. I wish that it was this easy. But as you said, Bruce, you're talking about like the mafia. They do have more secure ways and, and make it more difficult than this. They do. I wish that I could have just tripped over things and put people away. So I look at justice now, and I, I'm not talking about actual justice because we have none. I look at the justice system now. The hell good are you? What good are you? If you're not going to put these people away like this, do you understand if you take down Fauci, do you know what will happen to the entire system? The whole system's going to go into self-preservation mode. All of it. They'll start ratting on each other and making deals. It is a once in a lifetime case. That is a mark on history to take this system down and to clean this mess up. But again, I I'm ranting. We got a lot of points to get to here. So I guess we're going to run over today. Point number one. Fauci used NIH grant money to help fund the Wuhan Virology Lab. Okay, yeah. Of course, he said right to Rand Paul's face that he didn't. Yeah, he never funded that, that lab. I just told you how he did it. Bruce just told you how he did it. It's right out there. I told you where to go to see it. As the listener, I told you where you can go to find it and look at it for yourself. I'm not making it up. 
I have nothing to gain by that. Think for yourself. Number two, American taxpayer funds were funneled to the Wuhan lab through Peter Daszak and the New York City-based EcoHealth Alliance. Now, how did they do that? Under the auspices, and this is where your research comes in, Bruce, under the auspices of a nearly $3.7 million grant from the, I'm laughing because this is stuff we covered a year ago, of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which Fauci is the head of. Now, there was a study that was published from the EcoHealth Alliance, understanding the risk of bat coronavirus emergence, and 30 other studies have been published since 2014. Over half of these studies count authors from the Chinese Communist Party-run scientific organizations, and in 13 cases, the authors come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. What's more, the studies themselves describe the grant money as going back to both EcoHealth Alliance President Peter Daszak and Shi Zengli, director of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's Center for Emerging Infectious Diseases. Now, <laughs> that's either a strange coincidence or... Well, it's just, yeah, it was done on purpose. Now, this was put together again by Peter Daszak in conjunction with Raheem Kassam and the, and the people over at National Pulse. They do fantastic work over there. So they, they outlined all this stuff. Number three, okay, as if that wasn't enough. Number three, Fauci, together with NIH Director Francis Collins, who, by the way, as I said, on his section of the NIH's website, he signed specifically that they lifted the pause on the gain-of-function research you can go and look it up for yourself. They went behind the back. This is what you talked about last week, Bruce. They went behind the back of the Trump White House in December of 2017 to overturn a 2014 Obama administration decision to ban the use of gain of function tools to increase the lethality of viruses. Even the people in the Obama administration, as horrible as a lot of them were, said, you can't be messing around with this stuff. This is too dangerous. You can't be doing that. So what they do, they took it over to China and they did their dirt in those labs over there where they don't give a damn about safety procedures. Didn't you say Wuhan was about the uh, the level of security as a dental office, cleanliness and yeah. all the rest of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a dentist's office. Yeah. Australian journalist Sherry Markson revealed uh, Fauci used a low-level White House meeting to fly below the radar. So he used his position and his authority to circumvent all that stuff. Don't you think that it would have been a pretty pertinent thing to mention if you're on the White House task force. And as I said last week, if you're giving press conferences and speeches every day that uh, you might want to mention, uh, hey, uh, Mr. President, we kind of went behind uh, the, the back of everybody and, and we kind of cooked up this gain of function research stuff in, in a lab in China. And it's quite possibly that we could be responsible for this entire thing. What in the hell do you think would have happened? Number four, before the pandemic hit, Peter Daszak bragged in a TV interview about how simple it was to use gain-of-function at the Wuhan lab to make viruses more deadly. Sounds like a guy you'd want to have over for dinner, huh? Yeah? Number five, Obama's National Security Council recommended banning gain-of-function research because of the high risk that a weaponized virus might escape from even the most secure labs. As I said, as horrible as they were in that administration, at least they said, oh my God, you got to shut this down. You can't be doing this kind of stuff. What what if one of these things gets out? You're 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 effectively dealing with a quote unquote enemy that is invisible. It doesn't care about your affiliation or your political views or any of that stuff. It doesn't care. Its its goal is to reproduce. The question you have to ask yourself, I think, in all this, because the enemy now is the microbe, as you said. The question you have to ask yourself is: Did this get done on purpose? And I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just asking the question: Did this get done on purpose? Or was it accidental? More and more, you're hearing the lab leak theory, leak theory, because if it was done on purpose, then that means full scale global war. And that's going to be really, really bad. A lot of people are going to get caught up in that. And they're they're also speculating that if we have a war three, um, it'll result in a war four and then we'll be back to sticks and stones. Like yeah, it'll it'll put us back to. Yeah. So, and by the way, uh, the, the response for a biological attack on another nation is a full nuclear response. Just saying. So my guess would be whether or not it was intentionally done or if it was leaked, they're going to stick with the leak theory in the end. They will stick to the leak theory because the other they're, they're going to go with the latter because the former would not be good. Yeah. yeah, you can't have the populace knowing that it was a, a even if it was accidentally on purpose, which is what I believe it was. Yeah. Even if it's that, 
you can't have the people knowing that because right. that means not only do you uh the, the the ones that were funding it require being hung but it also means we have to retaliate against the countries that uh perpetrated yep. this so mm -hmm. and all these little governments all these little despots and all these little tyrants and all the rest of them they're all they, i mean they would all go all of them klaus schwab and company you people will be swept into the ash bin of history which is where you're going to go anyway six deadly pathogens have routinely escaped from the highest security labs including a virus that escaped from the Beijing Virology Lab that caused the first SARS virus, which is what you were looking into just earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number seven. So far, this is pretty good. He's batting a thousand. Yeah, yeah. Number Stuff seven. we've talked about. Uh-huh. The U.S. State Department warned in 2018 about a lack of safety protocols at the Wuhan lab and the possibility that Wuhan's sloppiness could trigger a second SARS outbreak. Honestly, I, I still... I, I think that still lends credence to the idea that it was accidentally on purpose because I do not trust the government. It, remember, this is the same government that at the time was saying Trump was colluding with Russia. You had the P tape stuff going on that we were drugged through the mud, if you will, uh, 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 during this time. That Don't same the government, porn the porn and, star. Yeah, that was the government at the time, right? The um, State Department. And then for them to come out and say, oh, uh, Wuhan lab, you're, you're not following procedures. Oh, you might cause a, uh, you might cause a pandemic, huh? Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Uh, honestly, I fully think that that was the intention there. It wasn't them going, it, it was kind of a twofold thing. They get to wash their hands in the public eye and say, we, we tried to warn them, but at the same time, it, it's giving them the message Hey, um, wouldn't it be unfortunate if you just happened to release something? Also, you had the convenient timing of Klaus Schwab's book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. It just, I mean, it just happened to come out one month uh, after that happened. Uh, but, but here we are, right? We were just a couple of nobody guys, right? Sitting on a podcast that no one had ever heard of. And we're running around here with our hair on fire talking about how there's this thing going on in, in Wuhan saying, hey, uh, you jokers in the media, you might want to be paying attention to this. The average public, you might want to get yourself stocked up to avoid all the uh, the mass panic that's going to ensue. Toilet paper. Yeah. Does anybody remember that? That was out in pretty much every country. So my point is, is that all of the things that were happening in the beginning to set this in motion. Do you know what was going on at the time that we were running around here with our hair on fire? so to speak, screaming about that stuff. There was a vaccine summit, a global vaccine summit in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Organization. And you know what they were saying at that vaccine summit about a month before the pandemic hit? What are we going to do? The public doesn't trust us anymore. We're, we're having problems with the the doctors and the, and the families and the people that, that are getting hurt by these vaccines. What are we going to do? We, we don't know what we're going to do. The, people aren't taking them and, and countries are, are banning us. What are we going to do? Now they're holier than thou, and they have all the vaccines you need. I find it really strange that all that just happens right after that. So the people that are capable of critical thinking, the people that are capable of thinking for themselves, they've been able to decide whether or not to take the vaccine. Most people that I know that are critically thinking reason themselves out of getting the vaccine, rightfully so. They're not any more trusting of these companies. The, the pharmacies and all that. They, in fact, they're they're less trusting now. But as you as you're saying, these lemming type, they believe it even more. They they believe in it anymore. AOC, for example, I would call her a lemming, or at the very least, she's out there stirring up the lemmings. Because you know what she said? Oh no, I'm I'm still going to wear my mask. I don't care. I'm not sure she actually believes it herself, and it's more of a. At this point, this is this is it's kind of a this is actually a difficult point for me because I don't know if she believes it or not because I mean look at where she came from right and it, it, what I mean by that is not where she came from as in like bartending but where she came from as in look at her in the beginning when she first came out and now look at her the there, there's been clear coaching that that's been going on for the uh, for her so I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a she's doing what she's told. And and she's just, as you said, stirring up the lemmings or if she actually believes it. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. She's an influencer mm -hmm. at this point. So, yeah, whether she believes it or not, it doesn't matter. Same outcome is, is the result. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting back to this here. Uh, eight. Number eight. Fauci's NIH helped fund the research of Ralph Barrick. Dr. Barrick. Yeah, that's who uh, Rand Paul was asking about from the University of North Carolina. 
who used gain-of-function techniques with China's infamous bat lady, Wuhan lab virologist Shi Zheng Zengli. Sorry uh, if I botched that. I, do, I really do apologize. I, I try to get those correct, but some of those names are really difficult. But again, Fauci denied that. Uh, he doesn't know anything about that. Rand Paul asked him, about, oh, no, I don't know anything about that. No, nothing about that. Number nine, numerous... Plausible. Ex- yeah, plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Numerous experts have now agreed that SARS-CoV-2 most likely originated from the Wuhan lab. And of course, you've got a lot of people in prominent positions that are on the opposite political side or whatever that are saying you cannot rule that stuff out. Now, here's something interesting. Some of these names on this list kind of surprised me a little bit. One in particular, these experts include the Center for Disease Control Director, Robert Redfield. Okay. All right. That one I can kind of see. That one I can kind of see. This one right here shocked me just a little bit. CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta. That was the one, you know, he's on Chris Cuomo all the time. You know, he's yeah, mm. medical expert and all the rest of it. Yeah, and, I know which one you're talking about. He's He's been the basically lockdown proponent and masks yeah. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas Wade. I'm not sure who that is, but all right. Uh, is he a British guy? It could be. I'm not sure. Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Nobel Prize winner. Uh-huh. Molecular biology. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people in the mainstream media, they don't seem to think that this originated in a lab. No, 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 no. They they don't they don't follow that. Right. That's just a bunch of that's a bunch of crazy talk. Well, the mere fact that they've shut down people across social media, across things like YouTube and all the rest of it, the silencing of opposition to everything that in and of itself, it doesn't matter what it is should be a cause for concern and a red flag. When they start silencing dissent, then that means that the government's going to get even worse in whatever it is they're doing and they're trying to hide. Always goes that way. They've got to shut down any opposition for them to continue to do their dirt and to make it worse. So the mere fact that they've shut down all opposition and they've shut down people that have asked these questions and people that have promoted alternatives. See, you can't have a vaccine if you have alternatives. Doesn't matter what it is whether it's natural or whether it's over the counter or whether it's uh, a pharmaceutical, you know, pill or, or something, hydroxychloroquine, for example, all of it has to be removed in order for them to introduce a vaccine under emergency authorization that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten. So some people are saying that if this all comes out uh, and it's of course, it's it's all out anyway, it's just no one wants to no one wants to talk about it, because like I said earlier, everyone's got fat cat deals and they just want things to go on. And they don't want we, the little people, to be involved with whatever it is they're doing, not knowing that they're paving the way for their own downfall. But they're saying that Fauci, this is what this is what Fauci should do if all this were to come out and be brought up to the mainstream. Fauci must immediately resign and apologize to the American people and to the world for errors in judgment that in all likelihood have led to the current pandemic that has killed millions, destroyed tens of millions of jobs, and inflicted trillions of dollars in damages on the American and world economies. And the Chinese Communist Party should also echo these apologies. Fauci must likewise apologize for lying to the American public under the razor-sharp questioning of Senator Rand Paul. On May 11th, which is the clip we played here just the other day, Fauci repeatedly and adamantly denied that he and his NIH either funded or supported gain-of-function activities at the Wuhan lab. Yet this is just another one of the kind of white masks don't lie, uh, don't work lies, that Fauci loves to tell the American people when it is expedient. He's a Harvard guy. Sorry. He says in this case... Because Fauci's NIH funding did not go directly to the Wuhan lab, but rather to the intermediaries of Dasik and Dr. Barrick, Fauci wants us to believe that his hands are clean, which is what you said. Yet Fauci likely knew about the research Dasik was conducting in Wuhan and that Barrick was in close collaboration with the Wuhan lab's bat lady. And if he didn't, that's even more grounds for his resignation. Incompetence. Yes. Is what you, yeah. Yeah. He concluded by saying... The first time I met Tony Fauci was in the White House Situation Room when I argued on behalf of President Trump for the China travel ban, and Fauci fought me tooth and nail. I was right then, and I helped save hundreds of thousands of American lives, and I'm right now. And I think he's right, too. I mean, he's been, he just echoed everything that we've been saying, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this, the, the thing is, is if they were truly, really concerned about the virus, wouldn't you shut down? That's a standard procedure. You would shut down travel. That That's kind of standard. The fact that it was so racist and bigoted of him for wanting to shut things down and follow procedure should have been a red flag to everyone. Really, the majority of the populace should have been able to see through this, but 
we've learned that the populace isn't critically thinking. No, not at all. Uh, you know, I kind of gathered that a few years ago when I was in the States. I, I was just visiting and going around and getting the, the lay of the land kind of thing. You know how you just kind of watch people and you kind of gather, you have little idle conversations here and there. And my first thought was, man, don't you people care about anything? Anything? Is there anything you care about? I mean, I would come at them with real conversations about stuff like we talk about here and no one knew anything. And that's been my mistake, I think, in, in all of it is thinking that people out there are of the opinion that they are self-educating. They're doing their own research. They want to they want to know more. Maybe I'm completely wrong in thinking that about even a minority of people. Maybe it's a super minority of people. I don't know. I don't know. But I know this. I know that and you and I were talking about this before, I know that people that are looking for information, then they've found us. And we, we thank you all for, for tuning in. We thank the new listeners that are here. Anybody else that's looking for information, those are the people that it doesn't matter what propaganda you throw at them at this point. They can already see through this. As you said, the low hanging fruit's been picked. That's why you've got garbage like Mayor Bill de Blasio out there bribing you with burgers and fries, because the ones that they want to take it aren't taking it. That's the problem. Oh, they got off to a good start. Yeah, you got all the lemons out there. You can get those people to do anything. You're out there bribing them with donuts and beer and and uh, and Junior's Cheesecake and, and White Castle and $50 gift cards and all the rest of it. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. The mere fact that they are offering incentives, that should be an even bigger red flag. That should make you question it even more. It's not that we have a distrust, in a sense. I mean, we do now, as you said, I think it's even larger, but I don't think it's I don't think it's all distrust. I think that we just have more questions than we do answers. Oh, mine is totally mistrust. Uh, it, it, I'm, I have a, a general rule for humans. I don't trust them until they've earned it. So, yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But at the same time, there's more questions then we have answers. They're not telling anybody anything. They're just saying, go get this and everything will be, be back to normal. No, it won't. No, it won't. You bend a knee to this, it gets worse. Honestly, I would argue that we don't even want to go back to normal anyway, because no. what was no. what was normal before this? We were having difficulty deciding which bathroom you should attend. Yes, I agree. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah, there's no going back. You know, I got a new book in. Uh, and I've, I'm about a third of the way through it. And it's it's a good book. I said I was going to plug it this week when I got a little bit further into it. Uh, it's a book by Dr. Joseph Mercola, and it's available on Amazon. I think I spent $12.99 on it. It's called The Truth About COVID-19, Exposing the Great Reset, Lockdowns, Vaccine Passports, and the New Normal. Why We Must Unite in a Global Movement for Health and Freedom. And the foreword is by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now, I understand he's an anti-vaxxer and all that stuff, but to be honest with you, he's not really talking about anti-vax stuff, at least not in the few pages of the foreword that he did. He's talking more about the corruption and everything else between big tech, government, and big pharma. That's all he's talking about. But nonetheless, the information that's in this book is good. It's good. And if you're looking for more information, then I would recommend this book. However, for me, at least for me, because I, I'm in this stuff every day. Bruce is in this stuff every day. We've been watching this since day one. As we said, we were two guys that were just nobody's trying to tell people, hey, there's this problem over in China you might want to be looking at. But what's in this book doesn't surprise me. I'm not learning anything in this book that I didn't already know, at least up to this point. Now, they do have some things in here about nutrition and things. And of course, I'm always wanting to know about that. So maybe I'll learn a thing or two more, which I'm looking forward to. However, if you're looking for information, and this is not a this is not a thick read. You can see here, it's Bruce, it's not that big. It's only about 100 pages. Literally, that's it. So you can have this done in about a day or two. But this is a really good book if you're looking for information. So if you want to find out more about this agenda and you don't want to go through all the, you know, all the holes that we send you around digging into to look up for information. This is a fantastic book thus far about everything, it compresses everything down and it's in layman's terms. It's not complicated. But again, The Truth About COVID-19 by Dr. Joseph Mercola. So anybody who wants to go on Amazon, like I said, it's on there. I paid 13 bucks for it. He just put it out a couple of months ago and it's a fantastic book. Get it before Amazon burns it. Yeah, they've been burning books. I put a book on my wish list last week and I thought, all right, I will pick up that book here pretty soon. I'll, I'll just put it there. Guess what? I went on there yesterday. Oh, this title's no longer available. Go They're figure. burning books. They're burning books. Well, we, we've seen the high profile one with um, Dr. Seuss books. Uh, they went after them because they were so racist. Yeah. Final thoughts. Assume you're being lied to when it comes to the media and government. Great words of wisdom, Bruce. <laughs> 
governments always lie to you. That's just yeah. that's just what they do. That's the nature of them. We were talking about Trump and not not really jumping on not on the Trump train, if you will. He was the one that was saying the media is uh, the enemy of the public. Yeah, he's not wrong. And when you when you look at the media from a, the perspective of um, they're lying to you right off the bat. So you look into everything they talk about. You look at not just the media from the left, but the media from the right as well is 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 feeding you a spun narrative. No, you're correct. Uh, and that's that's what it was with uh, with Trump. He was right about some things, you know, and he still is to an extent. But as far as the vaccine stuff and endorsing these uh, these nobodies, I, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I can't do it. He did, however, uh, endorse Madison Cawthorn. So far, I like the kid. Uh, he, he seems to be on point so far. Uh, so I, I got a lot of respect for him. He was down there at Mar-a-Lago the other day talking and meeting with Trump. And thus far, uh, I like what Ron DeSantis is doing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. But um, as far as Trump goes with the with the, with the vaccine stuff, no, no, I'm, I'm not on bo- I'm not on board with that. And I know a lot of people who are Trump supporters who are not either. They're, they got a long, long battle to go on on getting that one back. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Ron DeSantis. If it comes down to Ron DeSantis or Trump, I'm voting Ron DeSantis. Hands mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Uh, Trump's great and all, but DeSantis has come out with policies and everything that I, I support. He hasn't yeah. done anything that I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that. He's been doing good. So far, he's batting a thousand. So let's, yeah. let's hope he keeps it that way. He's got the presidential look. Yeah. Because we judge everything on looks these days, right? Yeah. He's got nice hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only that, but the way he presents himself and everything, it's very Trumpian in one sense, but at the same time, it's a very, uh, policies are great. So. Liz Cheney says that uh, Trump supporters are misled and calls Trump a real danger to American democracy. That's breaking. Yeah, she when when she was ousted from her leadership position, she basically said, I'm going to continue being a thorn in your side. I'd expect nothing less considering her last name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was censured and was and wore it as a badge of honor. She's like, well, my father was censured, too. Yeah. That's, uh, lady, it's not something to be proud of. Lady, the, yeah, exactly. That's not something to be proud of. We are going to have to go. So uh, thanks for being here today, Bruce. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. Uh, you can get access to all of the podcasts we put out here every day, and you'll also get access to our exclusive podcast we put out once a week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.